This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You didn't think I had this in my bag, did you? I didn't know it. Come on, Jason. I don't think Jason's into this one, bro. Now Jason doesn't do the. Uh, no, I'm gonna be cast as he's hating. He doesn't. He doesn't do the. Uh, no, uh, I follow you. I, Jason I, doesn't do the modern white rock bands. They just don't really speak to him the way they speak to me. You put in some limp biscuit, you might see my head bobbing. Limp biscuit, huh? Break stuff. Bread dirt. Put in the yeah, break stuff. Yeah. You see me bobbing my head to that. You know what we're gonna do this weekend? We're gonna break the books. <laughs> we're gonna break the books. All right. <laughs> they are quivering in. Fear, Jason, <laughs> after the week I had last week. Three and two, that should be good after you account for the VIG. About a unit. One unit. You will take that every Sunday, bro. It's a better winning percentage than Jeffrey right now. So yes, it is. We're winning. Ooh, ooh that one it's hurt. F- it's fewer picks. but mm, That's all right. The you, NFL, said better. you said this the, from the get-go. The NFL is a harder market. It's tougher to do. Right. right? You're pretty accountable now. You got that graphic and everything we post after it's this much segment. More official. Yes. Yes. So. It's time for us to shut up, Brad, and let for the, right, let's do this. the have, work to do the work. Five NFL. Everybody wants to know, right? You, I have Out here in these Memphis streets, I have a lot of sheep. Mm-hmm. They want to be told where to go. Right? So, follow John the Baptist. We will get you to the promised land. Let's get it! Now, it's Patty's Picks with John Martin. <laughs> Football picks from Patty Pump with guidance from the Kango Kid, Jason Smith. Patty Pump and the Kango Kid. Patty's Picks on 92.9's Jason and John Show. Speaking of baptisms, Tom Brady, since joining the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Saints in the regular season, he has never won. Not one time has he done it. He is 0-4 against the spread. He is 0-4 straight up. Games in New Orleans. Coming back home after a very, very difficult divisional game in Atlanta, which we were on the right side of, by the way. I'll have you know, we had Falcons plus five and a half last week. What did they do? They should have won the game outright. They should have won the game outright. Um, But the emergence of Michael Thomas, defense doing what it had to do, when it had to do it. Um, Tom Brady's QBR against the Saints since joining the Buccaneers, 26 Point eight. It's his lowest against any opponent, right, since he joined the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They know how to figure him out. And I am recalling, as we are going down to the lively streets of New Orleans for this one, I am recalling the last time that these two teams played in the regular season. That was December of 2021. And you'll remember that the Saints won that game 9-0 and 
with Taysom Hill. Uh, excuse me, not not nine eight zero nine two zero with Taysom Hill at quarterback. Um, what's the common denominator here? Common denominator here is that Tom Brady did not have Chris Godwin in that game. He lost him midway through, and he really struggled. Uh, he finished twenty six of forty eight, two hundred fourteen yards with a pick, no points on the board. Um, I think the New Orleans Saints have heard a lot of talk in the last week about their defense, about how bad they are, about how they allowed the Atlanta Falcons to score 26, almost lost the game. They've heard a lot of chatter. There's a lot of proud dudes on that defense, right? Cam Jordan, Davenport, etc. Davis. Um, they know how to get to Tom Brady. Uh, and Chris Godwin's out with the hamstring, as is his starting left tackle, Donovan Smith. Combine it with the crowd noise, combine it with um, you know the, their success against him recently. Um, I think the Saints get it done. We're taking plus two and a half here at home. Give me Saints as a home underdog all day long. Also, home divisional dog. It's the same thing we talked about last week with the Colts and the Texans in Houston, right? Houston covered the number. Mm -hmm. The Falcons, home divisional dogs against the Saints, they covered the number. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to go with what has worked for us this year and historically, and we are going to take the New Orleans Saints plus two and a half. All right, we are going to Cleveland, where the Cleveland Browns we also had last week. They got the cover for us, had to pick them, won the game on a last-second field goal by Cade York. What well, a historic moment for him, good for him. Uh, they are getting the Jets, the Jets as you call them, as you affectionately refer well, to them. They're keeping receipts. Yeah. Let me tell you about the New York Jets. Story time. Everybody gather around. The New York Jets, in their past 28 games in September, they are 6-21-1 against the spread. Mm. How many years of data is that? Four games a year? That's like the last seven years, right? Last seven years, they are horrible. They're they're awful in general, right? But they are especially awful in September. And their last 18 games as underdogs, which I assume would only span their last 18 games, right? Because right. I'm assuming they've been underdogs in every game. They're five and 13 against the spread, and it's Joe Flacco again right. at quarterback. The Browns don't have to reinvent the wheel in this game, right? They just have to take care of the ball, which Jacoby Brissett will do. Lean on Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt had two touchdowns last week. Looks good. And their defense, right? Their defense of Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, etc. Yeah. Uh, they're going to get after the Jets all day long. Um, I can see this being a blowout. We like the Browns laying the six and a half. Don't think we're going to have to sweat this one out. All right. Now, on to and, – and this brings me great joy. For the first time this season, I get to bet – on the Raiders. Raiders, minus five and a half home opener against the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals got throttled last week by the Kansas City Chiefs, 44 to 20. Let's go a little further. Let's look a little further into that defeat. No sacks. No sacks on Patrick Mahomes. Only hit him six times. Mm. Now, the Raiders, know. why'd the Raiders lose? Because Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa were terrorizing him. All day long, our offensive line couldn't hold up. Well, we're getting, the Raiders are getting, a much softer defensive front, right? Much less talented defensive front in Arizona. They also blitzed more than any other team in the NFL last week and still only generated six quarterback hits. So what does that paint a picture of, right? Mm -hmm. 
paints a picture of a lacking defensive unit. Um, so I think you combine that with the fact that the Raiders are it's a home opener, they're coming off a tough loss. Uh, I think this is the kind of team, uh, team and game that uh, the Raiders can take advantage of. I think they win this one double digits, right? I like a minus five and a half. The Cardinals are one and six against the spread in their last seven games. They just looked piss poor on both sides of the ball last week. No Rondale Moore, no DeAndre Hopkins. They're not. They're just not that uh, explosive right now. I mean, Kyler Murray's about all they have on that end. James Conner's going to score one-yard touchdowns. You know, I just feel like this is a great bounce-back situation for uh, the Vegas Raiders. So we are going Vegas minus five and a half. Uh, against the Arizona Cardinals this weekend in Vegas. So that's what our, that's our theory. So quick recap before we get to the final two of uh, of this week's Patty's pick: Saints plus two and a half, Browns minus six and a half, Raiders minus five and a half. It, it brings me great joy that I'm able to go here for my next play. We're gonna go with the cover god, Geno Smith. Oh. Seahawks plus eight and a half. Like it. Against the San Francisco 49ers. Why? Why is the number this big? What did the San Francisco 49ers show against the Bears? And what did they see against the Seattle Seahawks that where we landed on this number? And it opened, by the way, much bigger than eight and a half. It opened at 10, nine and a half, 10. It's come down to eight and a half. Because I think Sharps are seeing what I'm seeing, which is the Seahawks are playing with the spirit right now. They're playing with the confidence right now. They just beat the Broncos, man. Now, that was a game they were going to get up for, right, always. Yeah. And you kind of have two teams on on separate ends of the spectrum. You have the San Francisco 49ers coming off of an embarrassing loss. You have the Seahawks coming off a super emotional victory. So I could see room for a, a letdown. I'm not predicting a win, but I think Geno Smith has shown historically he is 9-0. and in his last nine starts against the spread, this dude's got the juice, man. There, I, I don't want Brady. I don't want Mahomes. I don't want Justin Herbert. I don't want Kyler Murray. If I need a backdoor cover, there is only one man that I want to have the ball, and his name is Geno Smith. They wrote him off. He didn't write back. Did he write back? No. He didn't, he didn't write back, no, bro. No. All right? He left them all red, and he is going to cover – this number against San Francisco 49 They wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. That's he ain't right back, though. Right That's back. the Let's problem. Go. He ain't right back. The so 49ers are going to try to write him off. And I didn't write back. They, he is not going to write back. Everybody loved it. He is not going to be pen pals. They wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. With the San Francisco 49ers this weekend. You want this great big analysis on why I'm going to go with the Seahawks over the 49ers? I'm not going to give it to you. It's Geno Smith. I thought they looked a little bit more competitive than most of the league thought, right, against the Broncos. Whether they won or lost the game, they were a little bit more competitive defensively than people thought. So uh, I'm going to roll with the Seahawks until I have a reason not to. I'm not getting off the Geno train. Dude's going to move to 10-0 against the spread. And for the final play, we are going to go to the mean streets of Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, it's a play on Packers-Bears. The only question is, which side? Take the drink, Aaron. It's the antidote. (laughs) It's the trustiest, most secure, safest play of the weekend in my mind. You have 
the Green Bay Packers laying 10 in Lambeau against the Chicago Bears, who accidentally won last week. We're taking Green Bay, minus 10. And the reason why we're doing it is because you know the history better than anybody else. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, against the spread, against the Bears, is basically undefeated. And that's what it comes down to. Um, No matter what, Aaron Rodgers is going to find a way. He is mad. He's pissed. They lost. And we talked about this on Monday, right? Last year, Green Bay goes to Jacksonville against a New Orleans team that is like not that they, they they're not prepared. They haven't been able to practice because of the hurricane. They're playing at a totally different place, and Aaron looks like like crap. He looks awful. Comes back the next week, the rest of the season, he puts together an MVP performance. So you know, I kind of attribute this to like the Saints defense, right? The Saints defense has heard all week long about how it's awful and how how can you give up twenty six to Mariota. Aaron Rodgers is hearing the same whispers, right? Well, he, he doesn't have Devontae Adams, so he's a different quarterback. And he is going to take it out on your Chicago Bears. So you know, I, th- I can see it. I think this is an early – and I know Sean – we had Sean on. He thinks it's going to be a close one. I do not. I like the Bears minus 10. It's a big number. But I think Aaron is going to – he's going to spank you. He's going to bend the Bears over his knee, and he's going to spank you. That is what's going to happen. So, so Packers minus 10 – and I'm not losing a damn. Even if it doesn't hit, I don't care. I am living with the bet. All right? I'm living with the bet. So, Packers minus 10, Seattle plus 8.5, Raiders minus 5.5, Browns minus 6.5, Saints plus 2.5. It's, last week, we were all dogs go to heaven, right? We've yeah, mixed it up. Yeah. There's a little bit more variance this week. But uh, I, I think every bet is, is going to hit. I really, truly do. So, uh, at minimum, we're winning a unit. We're going 3-2 and two at minimum. So, uh, the, the journey to make you guys money continues, um, yeah. and uh, that's what we're playing this week. Anything you got your eye on? Uh, I'll go with what I had in the open, which is give me the give me the points with the Titans. I'll take the 10 against the Bills. Damn. Would not be surprised if Bills blow out here, but this is a moment typically where the Titans step up. So I'm going I'm to jump on the long shot here and say, say Titans and the points. That was the one I was gonna pick because I think they'll easily get the ten. Well, you're it's okay. You guys can have the same play. I mean, it's totally okay. You're saying it, this part of the segment doesn't matter. So, Brad, you can jump on with me, and like it is because what matters is I the like money this. maker. I like this a lot better because it firms up our our argument to the jury, if you will. You know, like I, I can and I listen to you talk about the, the quarterback uh, Allen because I I thought. He really came out with a vengeance. Like, he is pissed off about last year. And I think what you said, it matters. About and, him wanting to make yeah. statements. I don't think the Titans are going to – I mean, they're going to have to run the ball, and they're just going to lock in on stopping the run. That's it. That's the game right well, there. Well, remember what Derrick Henry did to them last year. Wasn't it last year the stiff yes. arms and everything else? Yeah, throwing and all dudes get, around. That's what I'm saying. It's not just Josh that's trying to make a statement. Yeah. It's the entire team last year. So, it look, the Bills probably will win the blowout here, but I, I, I like where we're at. I do too. We're betting on history here that this is where – just when you think the Titans were down and out, yep. it's typically where they, they step up, especially against the elite opponents. What do you guys think of the Steelers game? The Steelers was going to be my second choice if I couldn't if I had to go another direction. That's Patriots, right? Yeah, that's the Patriots game, and it's Patriots no minus field. two. No field. Don't like anything about Nothing it. Nothing about it. Huh? Don't like anything about it. Uh, two great coaches, two mediocre offenses with lots of question marks. I don't have quite. I actually think Trubisky and the Steelers is a nice marriage. Yeah, I, uh, Steelers is a home dog. 
Yeah. I'd jump on Steelers. I like the under. I do, too. I like the Steelers What's the total in that one? 40 and a half. 40 and a half. I like the under. It's on CBS. I like the under in that one. I think it's going to be like 13, 10. I think you might be spotting something there just as a home dog to the Patriots. I like Steelers. That screams jump on the Steelers to me. So Yeah. Anyway, should be a great – I look forward to coming here on Monday. Having put together another, you know, three and two, four and one, five and zero oh type of week, yeah. we're only, winners only, bro. That's all we're looking for. Winners only. Well, we won't have the, uh, yeah, no, Sunday night. Okay, we don't have any Monday. I don't have any Monday play, so we'll know when we come in here on Monday how we did. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway, there you go. I posted it on, on my Twitter account. If you guys want to tail it, uh, uh, absolutely. We'll come back. Anthony Sands going to join us. We'll talk to him about his uh, his theories on what he'd do with the Grizz and more. Stick around, Jason and John. I just- Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Bridge over trouble water. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John. Live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. How about shots? Live a little, die, die a lot, and lie a lot, but I'm the truth, that's right, that's right, I said it, the living proof that you ain't got to die. McCoy Roofing Renovations, if you got something that you're trying to get done around the house, you've been putting off that bathroom renovation, kitchen renovation, he's the man for the job, he can do it. He put together an entertainment center from for somebody a couple weeks ago. He can do it all, man. And if you got some storm damage to your roof, it happens. Maybe you got an old roof. He can handle that for you. Get it covered, potentially, at no out-of-pocket cost to you. When he comes out, let him know you heard about him on the Jason and John Show. Guess what you get? A free roof and upgrade. That's big. You don't get anything free, not much at least, in 2022. So make sure you mention you heard it here. He's going to get you that free roofing upgrade. Got to call him, though. 901-487-7096 is Chris McCulley's number. Lock it in because, again, like we say, whether it's now or later down the road, as a homeowner, at some point you're going to have an issue with your roof. Should you have to replace it, Chris McCulley, the guy? If it's a small job, Chris McCulley, the guy. That's the point. Voted most popular roofing company. Got a bunch of five-star reviews on Facebook. 
you can check out for yourself of McCully Roofing and Renovations. Check out the website, McCullyRoofingLLC.com. Again, it's McCully Roofing and Renovations. Every Friday at this time, we have the distinct pleasure of talking to Anthony Sainz, the tribal chief of British Twitter, independent sports journalist, content creator, founder of the Asylum Medium Group and writer for Grizzly Bear Blues. And as a matter of fact, and I've retweeted it, he comes in coming fresh off an article he just wrote over Grizzly Bear Blues about Dylan Brooks and saying you ask the question if Dylan Brooks can be the Grizzlies' not just short-term answer at the mm-hmm. four with Jaron Jackson out, we suspect, early this season, mm-hmm. but the long-term answer at the four. Uh, for those that have not read the article, and I, I suggest that you do, tell us. Uh, well, I, I want to put it on paper. Well, technically, well, it's not on paper, but y'all get what I'm saying. It's been on wax for a while. I came on this show. I think I was on somebody else's something. I think I said it back on my show that um, – I think Dylan should be this, at least a short-term answer for when Jaron Jackson goes out. He played power forward some in college. I've seen him guard bigs in the NBA. He guarded Carl Anthony Towns, one of the best bigs in the NBA in the playoffs. And he kind of cut, he kind of slowed the, the the bleeding down a little bit in the playoffs against him. Um, Dylan's about six foot seven. He's strong enough to guard forwards. He's he has the lateral quickness, of course, to guard uh, the ones that you know play away from the basket or you know stretch the floor or, or take the ball off the dribble. He's, he can guard those type of guys. I've always been of the philosophy of whatever position you can defend, that's, posi- that's the position you can play. Um, I think that it also sets up a perfect transition for Zaire Williams. If Zaire um, is to develop as your starting small forward, if you got Dylan at that power forward position until Jaron comes back, when Jaron comes back, you can easily transition Dylan to the bench at that point. He can be your sixth man and go back to his natural wing position. Uh, then I think that you know, just doubling down on it. I think in the event that Jaron eventually transitions up to the five, you can bring you can then bring Dylan back up to the four because you know you saw him, you would have seen him doing that uh, under my um, philosophy, under my idea, or whatever. But um, like I said, I want to go ahead and put it on paper. So because I, I think it's about to start getting copycatted, man. I think you're gonna start so, seeing other so people. It's important to get it out there first, yeah, so we can know. I've been we got on it receipts. all summer. I've been saying this all mm-hmm. summer, but I want to make sure I can put the receipts out there because. You know, I think a lot of guys are going to try to follow. A lot, a lot of guys be eating off my plate, man. You know what I mean? Yep. So, so uh, <laughs> Time to start taking it back. Time to start taking my stuff back, man. Put my stuff on paper so I, I can have a, a reference point for stuff. But, yeah, um, I, a lot of people have chimed in saying they agree. A lot of people have chimed in saying they don't understand both sides. I just want to see them try it. You know what I mean? I want to see what that looks like. Um, it's a lineup that puts your it's five of your best players on the court. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's what I'm down for. If you got a guy like Dylan who can play another position, it just makes you that much better for a team if you can have him and Zaire and Bain on the court at the same time with Ja and uh, Steven Adams. Let me ask you this, because I, I, I agree completely, especially in the short term, mm-hmm. on the on, on, on putting him in that spot and, 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 again, having the best guys at that point in the season on the floor. Now, for the long term, part of this to work, right, is that Jaron, like you said, would have to, to shift over. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so that would be my question for you. Mm-hmm. Is, is Jaron Jackson, at what point is he ready – are the Grizzlies ready to shift him there? Is that still the mm-hmm. plan with his game as much as he plays away from the basket everything else? I think you'll see a lot more of it this year as far as him moving over to the five. You remember when, when Steven Adams got hurt last year? I talked about that in the article, too. When Steven Adams got hurt, Jaron rebounded the ball very Better. well. Yes. Like he, was, yeah. he was having like double-double double games when he was playing at the five. The Grizzlies, schematically, they set things up to funnel the rebounds to who was ever playing the five. That's kind of how they, they, their game plan is. They want one man – Focus on getting the rebounds, 
and they want the other four players getting back on defense or getting out on transition. So when Jaron was called to do that, he did well uh, in, in those, you know, very small sample size, but he did well during that time. I think he'll he'll just – I think his body is going to continue to naturally mature. I hate that he had the injury he's coming in from this year because mm-hmm. I think he could have spent a lot of time doing it. I kind of feel like their goal this year was to go ahead and move him over to that position sooner than later, but they're probably going to have to wait now. Uh, but uh, I think he eventually could be a five. And um, but yeah, man, like I just think that I think Dylan's versatile enough of a player where he could do it, in, in, even in small doses. And like I said, if he's your four, he can, depending on who the matchup is, he can still guard the best perimeter defender. That's what a lot of power forwards are doing. A lot of guys who are small ball forwards, they do they guard the best wing on the other side. Mm-hmm. So you um, point out like the Crowders, like the Draymonds, mm-hmm. all that. Right, those guys are gonna they're gonna guard those top wing defenders regardless of them being a big or not. You just have to be creative with your lineups, but. I think he'll. I think he'll be fine. I think he could do. Um, does it feel like to you? It it does to me a little bit that um, the Grizzlies almost have to like validate their season from a year ago because like everybody is kind of uh, bearish on them a, a little bit. Maybe that's Jaron related. I don't mm-hmm. know. Right? Maybe if he's ready to go week one, that it'll it'll change. But mm-hmm. it feels like feels like people are grouping the Grizz in. Like they have to do it again for us to take last Yeah, season. like it, it's like they're grouping them more so in with like the New Orleans and the Timberwolves yeah. of the world mm-hmm. rather than the Mavericks and the, you know, the Clippers and, and those mm-hmm. teams. Does that sort of, is that the vibe you get talking yeah, to people? Yeah, I've seen a lot of that, especially the national stuff. Um, I think that Zach Lowe was kind of high on us. Um, so was ESPN had him for? Yeah, uh, somebody did a podcast yesterday saying take the over on us because we're, we're as good as advertised. I, I said take the over. I think we're going to be a top four team too. Uh, you, you're still talking about a team who, you know, the the vast majority of their guys that made them a good team last year are back. You're talking about two guys, as far as productivity is concerned, and Kyle Anderson and Anthony Melton. They're not those top guys on the team. And if losing those type of guys is the difference between you being a good team and a playing team, I mean, I've been lied to all my life as far as what I thought success, what it takes to be successful in the NBA. I think they'll be fine. I can see them even being better. Not not particularly record wise, but I can see them being a much better team. So. uh a couple of days ago, my kid's on the 2K, mm-hmm. and the bent the, you know, he plays with the Grizzlies all the mm-hmm. time. And out there on the floor, and it, it surprised him. It was Conchar with that second unit. Is this mm-hmm. a deal where uh, literally it's going to become reality? Where yeah. and I've heard, I've heard Harrington say they're going to expect more from Conchar mm-hmm. being that spot. You got the opening now with DeAnthony. How, you know, when I listen to you, you go crazy about John Conchar. Do you mm-hmm. do you see that happening, and I, will it be a good thing for the Grizzlies if he is a part of the back end of that rotation? We've all seen him develop over the years, and the Grizzlies have a tried-and-true method of developing guys where they bring you along slowly, and then when it's time, it's time. You know what I mean? And I think that with, with Melton out, you know, you can't forget that Zaire is a, 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 on paper. He was a shooting guard as well when they when they drafted him. So he could get some. He he had to play a lot of small forward this year because you know Dylan was out. Mm-hmm. But he can play those uh, shooting guard minutes as well. So I think between him, between those two guys, you're going to see uh, the shooting guard position be covered well. I think Conchar is going to be good this year. If you look at his numbers, they're small. They're small sample size, but his shooting efficiency is very good. And uh, a lot of people, um, you know, they they are ahead of the curve. They knew that he's a guy who can who can produce. He produces in a small amount of time. And you, you would assume that if he gets more minutes, he could be more productive. And I'm one of those guys. I've clowned Conchar in the past. I've clowned everybody in the past. But, you know, when guys, when guys show you something, you gotta, you know, you got to give them the props. And I think he's going to have a good year this year. And I think with, with more opportunity, you'll see him really thrive. It's, and I don't know what they're doing over there, but their development system, man, I, who have been their misses really as far as guys who have been healthy and available? Like who, who has shown not to be good, the guys that they've invested time into? 
So um, they've, they've got a good thing going over there, man. So I think Conchari, I think he'll, with more time, more opportunity, he'll be good. Which of the rookies do you feel best about in terms of being impactful this year, this first year? And, and we realize there's a there's a mm-hmm. limit to how impactful these rookies, right. this crop's going to be. But which one do you feel the best about? Um, I think that if if nothing else, LaRavia can shoot the ball. And I think that's a proven NBA skill he has. And one that this team needs. Yeah, if nothing else, I think he can shoot the ball. I think the highest ceiling is Roddy. Because if, if he hits and he's, like, good, like, good. Where all do you see him playing if he's good and he hits? I think he's a dude that could be a 2-3-0-4. Oh, he could be, mm-hmm. like, mega Dylan, but, like, probably hopefully with a better, uh, you know, basketball efficiency. IQ. Yeah, efficiency. Yeah, because yeah, he's – if Roddy hits, man, that dude, he, he can be a player for real. He could be a real problem in the league because of his size, because of his agility, the way he can score, the way he can shoot. If that translates to the NBA, because we saw him doing it, in, you know, in a small school or whatever. If it translates to the NBA and he's still a good player like that, like he could be really good. But I think the safest bet is La- is Laravia, because I think if anything else, Laravia will be a shooter. He'll be mm-hmm. a catch and, uh, catch and shoot. Do you think uh, <laughs> Sarvers are done? Um, I I totally forgot that question was coming. It's it's really ridiculous, man. When you really look at the whole thing, um, I think as it plays out, more pressure w- will be on. Adam Silver and the powers that be to to um, you know do more or possibly get that team off of him. I know that's easier said than done. I think I heard Harrington saying that with Donald Sterling that the league didn't take the team from him, like it was some divorce type stuff. I was like, I totally misremembered that. If that's true, like I thought, I totally thought I didn't the hear NBA, Harrington retelling the story, but I thought you you had the owner's yeah, vote in that situation. I thought but. it was something like I thought the league did kick him out, but I think I, I don't know. I might be I might have heard all of it wrong. But um, I know this is kind of uh, easier said than done. And plus, man, just being honest, bro, do we really think he's the only guy that has that? That's that. That's him. Like he's the only guy that's like that. Like I'm, I'm not saying that all NBA owners are like that, but I'm sure he's not the only one. And I think that kind of same thing we saw in the NFL. If you start the witch hunt on these guys, some of these guys are like, hey, man, hey, I'm I'm a couple emails away from being that guy too. So I think it will be kind of hard to get him removed just because of the the network of owners they have, and these guys know that, man, look, my stuff is kind of shady too probably, so I think it may be kind of difficult. And the way that Silver is responding to it makes you feel like there's something else going on to stop it. Because he usually does the right thing when it comes down to these type of things. He's really been putting his foot in his mouth the entire time when it comes down to it. Uh, It's disgusting. I'm not surprised by it at all. Uh, Abuse of power is something that, you know, we see all the time in sports, whether it be from athletes or owners at the highest level. But um, it's a disgusting situation, and I'm glad that people are standing up about it who have been affected by it and, you know, aren't aren't feeling it at all. Well, if sponsors keep pulling out in PayPal saying they might mm-hmm. do it too, then yeah. you'll have you'll have, yeah, a, it will have to you'll have to make a decision. I mean, but then like how do you how do you suspend somebody who owns a team? Like what do you what does that mean? Like <laughs> what do you what do you tell them not to do for a year? Like I never understood none of that part. The ten million dollars isn't hurting me hurting him at all. Um I don't know. I don't even know how you can hurt one of those guys other than make him sell the team. I don't even know what that looks like. What do you make of Phoenix as a team and in in, in the idea they'll just run it back and be there at the top? What do you make of them this year? I think all the concerns that people have about us, they need to shift those to Phoenix because I'm more concerned about them than they am about the and, and, and Chris and the age yeah, I mean, factor Paul, and what they are without him? You don't age backwards, man. Mm-hmm. And he's you know he's getting up there. We, we, we saw him kind of hit a point where he was a little bit, uh, little bit more durable, but I think that's kind of fading away. Um He's one of the better players in the league when he's healthy, but, man, I don't think you can really guarantee that to happen. Uh, chemistry means a lot in the NBA, man. And that stuff with DeAndre Aiden, that stuff is real. Like, mm-hmm. we saw that happening at the end of the season. We saw it happen in the playoffs, and it really tore that team apart. And, man, I don't, you know, 
we forgot that that Phoenix team was trash a couple of years ago before um, before the bubble year. They weren't. I mean, during the bubble year, they were bad. They just got together at the end of that season. That 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 can be very delicate, man. And I think that team's chemistry could be shaky enough where uh, teams. I think a lot of the analysts and things should be more worried about them than they've been because they're kind of assuming they're top two, you know, top three in the West, one in the West, all those type of things. Man, a lot of stuff can happen over the summer, and we saw a lot of stuff happening. Who, who's your team in the West, then? Um, I still who's the think, team to beat in the West? I think if the Warriors want to be the best team in, in the West, they will be. I still got the Grizzlies top four. We could very well be anywhere in that top four by the end of the season, depending on when Jaron comes back. I, I know it probably sounds like some homer stuff, but I think the Grizzlies are a really good team. Um, they're young, and they're they're loaded in a lot of places. And um, The schedule's – Kind yeah. of helpful there mm-hmm. early on. Yeah, and, and, and truth is, people are just sharing. people are um, not. I don't know if bored is the right word, but because the Grizzlies didn't really change anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like people are just kind of like moving on to the next thing, right? Yeah. Like la- last year, the Grizzlies were the hot thing because Ja came on and he was amazing, and, and Bane was yeah, Bane exactly. Leap, yeah, like they're just running it back essentially with a couple of rookies mixed in, and that's why they're not getting a ton of love in the you know yeah. nationally preseason. You're going to focus on the Clippers because they're new look mm-hmm. and the Nets, they're back, whatever. yeah, and all that, but. Denver's back. I have no reason to think the Grizzlies won't be right back. I mean, two seeds a lot to ask, mm. but they're going to win a lot of games. Yeah, they're going to look they? good. They're going to look good, man. Yeah, they're going to look. They're going to look better. We're, we're forgetting about continuity and got internal growth and development. These type of things. John's been in the lab, man. Like if you watch the videos he's putting out, like did you just kind of get the vibe that those guys have been in the lab? Bain, like everybody, everybody I talked to was like, yeah, I saw Bain working out at this place or. Man, I saw Desmond Bain out, and you know everybody looks good. They're coming, you know. Dylan looks slammed down coming into camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I'm I'm down for it, man. This is gonna be a crazy good season. Are you uh, Are you gonna be at the Memphis football game this weekend? No, I won't. What, what do we gotta do to get you out there? Um, you know, I used to cover them, but I was out there. I was the Tri-State defender. I was out there, but uh, I'm just saying, without you, without being on assignment, man, what we nah, gotta do? It's not, it's not really my thing, man. Like it's cool, like um. Plus they're terrible, man, and I'm and I'm one. Of, <laughs> I'm, I'm one of those fans. Like I mean, if, if Tiger football is good, I'll be down for it. But you don't. I don't want to go see this. Do you believe in Silver? When they were fun, <laughs> like they had like the high flying offense, and they were like putting out NFL quarterbacks and receivers. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm down. But man, this dude's terrible. Like I'm good. That's a keeping it real. They're right not there. that bad. They'll probably, they're going to win this weekend, I think. But man, I mean, they're just not fun to watch anymore. Like the Memphis, like regardless of their record, they were one of the most fun teams to watch. Like they were putting up a ton of points. You were seeing NFL caliber like running backs, receivers, quarterbacks coming out. He ain't lying. Like those guys, they're I don't averaging forty this, points. No, it's, it's points. fair. Now I mean, they're fair. averaging yeah. thirty points per yeah. game. No, it's fair. It's, it's I'm not good. as you, sexy. You would go out there during those times, though. I'll watch it. Yeah, I'll watch it on uh, TV. Now you won't even watch. Oh, I'll it. go to. The, I would go. I went to those games. You did like, go. Good. Yeah, yeah, that's what go. he said. He yeah. said he was there back then. Yeah, but no, this right here, no. Because I'm not an outside dude. And, like, once it okay. started getting cold, I show him. But it's not cold yet. I mean, I'm it, just, hey, they saw it right now, so I definitely ain't going out there. What, what, if they good and it's cold outside, they I might. said they saw it. I'm just saying, but it's like, is it not a great family no. event? I'm good. So what are you going to do with Gabe instead? It's, there's, nothing, there's nothing sexy about sitting in the Liberty Bowl either, man. Like, because when I went to I went to the Southern Heritage Classic last weekend, I was in 51, the media 52,000, I think. I man. was on the field. Like, sitting in the seats ain't the best experience at all. So it's 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 a combination of factors that's yeah. keeping you away. I'm an inside dude. Man. What about the digital ticketing? Do you have an opinion on that? It, it, I don't know why people would have a problem with it. Like in 2022, man, you know what kind of uh, open eye opener I had when Gabe had his first uh, flag football game last Saturday, and it was outside in the rain. I was like, oh no, screw this, son. You about to you about to be a one sport dude. 
There's a basketball. <laughs> this man watches <laughs> basketball, not not outside man, bro, football. I ain't, man. I ain't the outside dude, man. And then we sitting in the rain with an umbrella, like, no, nah, man. This so you don't, you're not, you, you don't, you just don't like. You're not a big football guy. I am. I can watch it fine on my eight seventy inch. Like I'm not for, I'm house. not, I'm not for standing outside for hours. Well, but will you turn on the Arkansas State game? Yeah, I'm gonna watch the game, but I'm not gonna be down there. Okay. I'm not. No, I'm good. Okay. Let me ask you this: When Eric Hasseltine says that he loves Cobra Kai. I'm still, you know, I'm hesitant to say, well, it's something I want. But when you tell me mm-hmm. that Cobra Kai is must-see, I said, well, what's got Anthony saying so in Bro, the Cobra, Cobra Kai? What, tell me why Cobra Kai, which is in what, season five now? Season five just wrapped up. This is Daniel LaRusso and all mm-hmm. them. All of them come back. They're all, Johnny Lawrence. They're all old Johnny. I ain't yeah. going to say all the names is on there. For the, no spoilers. Why those. is it so good, Saint? It is a perfect blend of several things. And, I, and the way that they pull it off is... Perfect. Like, it's a coming of age story. It's a. It's got martial arts. It's got teenage drama. It's like it's kind of it's it's like a family show with cursing because it's family oriented. You can watch it with like kids, but the cursing is coming. Like they they. It's not like real bad cursing, but they curse on there. It's um. It's over the top. Like they make they make small world scenarios. <laughs> they really only like need like a phone call to the police or the, the Department of Children's Services. They could really like end the show. Like, all right, let me just call the cops. Let me just call DCS. <laughs> and the whole thing will be over. But they make it like it's a world like and especially this season, they made it like it's it ha- like it has global implications. And I'm like, all right, man, this is but it's just it's just a great show, man. And the nostalgia of it, I forgot that part. The nostalgia is great. Yeah. And you're seeing the you're seeing the people from the TV, from the movies that you grew up on, and they're like older now, and they're like your age or older. And it's like you're seeing them just kind of process life and process life since they were like teenagers in a in a karate tournament and how it affected their lives. It's an incredible show, bro. And it's like I was telling somebody, this is the dumbest show in the world. But I can't stop watching because it makes no sense. Like, okay, y'all could have called the police. Three seasons ago, this would have been over. But it's like, it's it's so good, man. And, and I, I can't stop watching it. My friend Billy Richmond, you guys know Billy Richmond, of course, for the yes. Week Guru. He was like, man, it's, it's a cold show here, man. Like, you got him <laughs> on it. Yeah, he's watching He's texting me, oh, this, oh, this ain't a cold, man. It's like, what? See, I see. I, I see it. When, when I bring up house time, I said, I, okay, I understand why this would resonate with white folks, but mm-hmm. why would this resonate with it, black folks? Karate That's Kid what, so was when such I heard a good, those movies it. were so good, though. Like, those, like they I remember, were, I remember was, being as a kid, it was like, mainstream. like, wanting to go to the movie theater to see those movies, and, and they were su- such beloved movies, and those characters were so beloved. Even and, without black folks in it. Yeah, and it was, yeah, back those, then it those was just such good movies. Because you remember, man, like, the whole... Like, there was a karate buzz that came after it. Like, karate schools were opening up oh, off sure. of the back of that movie. Like, across the country, there were karate schools opening up. And then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out, and it was another blow-up after that. But, like, that, that movie, man, like, everybody wanted to learn karate after that movie, for sure. And everybody was doing the, the crane kick and all. It was just one of those iconic movies. And the show is so well done, man, respecting the original source material and just seeing these people as, you know, middle-aged people now and not yeah. teenagers. It's it's just a perfect show to me, man, and I, I'm literally addicted to it. See, I love the movies, so this is why. Mm-hmm. Now, now the episodes the, are like 40 minutes long. Like, they're all like. Oh, so you can knock them out. Yeah, it makes you it. just, okay, let me go ahead and knock out another one. It's like eating a bag yeah. of chips, man. It's, it's easy, easy to digest. You just keep 
But yeah, you can knock out a season in a, in a good day or something. You didn't check out Cobra Cow, John? No, I know. I, I, I'm not I'm a child of the '80s. There's so too I'm many. Not, there's too many experts here saying yeah, it's, it's good. Isn't it I'm too late. You might, not get, you might not like it though. Because like I said, if you didn't grow up on Karate Kid, right? No, I get it. If you did, oh, he you know? say he's not old. He probably would say, "Y'all right, just call the police, man." Like, why are y'all doing this? Right. Like, right. He said, "This is some joke." <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I mean, uh, I, he probably wouldn't like it enough. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you don't, if you're you love the source material, so it's like you know, it's not for me. We're all 40s here. Yeah, I like Spider Man. Yeah. No, we're going to let you have that. <laughs> no, he and I act like he ain't some superhero guy. <laughs> John, John. You got to random to just say, I like Spider-Man. Like, well, I, yeah, I just wanted to let that be known. You know, I guess I grew. I, I like you know, John, like, like a big old kid. Nineties, nineties uh, cartoon Spider Man. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like it was on Fox or whatever. I don't. You know, yeah. that's kind of what I liked. You got a problem with Black Spider Man? You nah. know it's coming. Okay, you cool. Okay, is it coming? Yeah, it's coming. Well, there's Miles Morales. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, is, is what, that what you're talking about? That's what makes sure you're good on it. Yeah. Oh right. hell yeah, let's go. You about the, the mermaid, Little Mermaid? You you down with it? I have no no, <laughs> no problems. I have no problems whatsoever. You whatever she wants to be, man. <laughs> whatever. I know a, a lot black, of people a are. Black mad. Little Mermaid coming? Yeah, yeah, you know that? No. It's a big drama about that. Like, it. Like, yeah, Brad, you seen it? Huh? But we have to. Uh, we have yeah. to. We oh, have to man. go. We can't do the dissertation on that today. We're gonna have to save that for next <laughs> week. All right. All right. Yeah, we'll get into that next week. That's Anthony Sane, ladies and gentlemen. Follow him on Twitter at Sane Asylum. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.